1: You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash tiRack.com. The way tire buying should be Thank you for
0: traveling with Amex Platinum To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4pm late checkout That's the powerful backing of American Express Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com Slash with Amex From BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: is going on a road trip I thought in that moment
4: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
3: What's up, Straight Fire fam? Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. Well, Wednesday, May 12th and, uh... Let's just say I heard from a bunch of people about Tim Tebow. You guys are fired up about that topic. We may or may not touch on it later in the pod. Got a lot of other fun stuff in the hopper. And, folks, I'll just start here. There is a rumor in the college basketball world. We have to start the podcast with it. It's It started late Tuesday night, and obviously I'm jumping on it because it's an opportunity for me to pat myself on the back and say, hey, 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 look at me. I, I I was all over this two months ago. But we did a podcast, I think at the end of the NCAA tournament, about the Blue Bloods being at a crossroads. How Kentucky didn't go dancing and Duke didn't go to the tournament. UNC got smoked in the first round. and it's, It just feels like the 1990 domination. 1990. Or two early two thousand domination of UNC and Duke with two coaches who are now in their seventies feels about over. And then a month later, or maybe like three weeks later, Roy Williams retires, and kind of, kind of was unhappy on his way out. You know, his seven footer uh, was transferring a high recruit. He's like, "Come on, these guys are just bailing quickly." Like he's frustrated. Well, the rumor out there, and again, this is just a rumor. Although by the time this podcast drops, who knows what's going on uh, in Durham that Coach K may be retiring this week. I first heard it from, I'll just say, an AAU coach who I know and uh, out here in L.A. He heard a rumor. I talked to somebody in Florida. um, I'll just say on the basketball scene, and no, the person does not have a sibling or a relative working at Duke, that the chatter is out there. Um, Again, Coach K is getting up there. In he's been around forever he's accomplished a ton one of the greatest college basketball coaches out there but again we're in an era like the one and done stuff you know the na- the uh likeness and image um players profiting off that a lot of stuff's changing the 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 ground is shifting quickly in college basketball and to say if it's the end of an era you know if roy williams and coach k both hang him up in you know the off season of 2021, that this is a landmark moment in college basketball. Now I I like the sport personally. You guys know I love March Madness, um, an opportunity to toot my horn again. I finished third in a March Madness pool. As Rob G rolls his eyes, uh, wants some money on that? It, it, listen, I like gambling. I love March Madness, and I like college basketball. Super nerdy of me. I was in college. The internet had kind of just started to pop in chat rooms, and you end up meeting a bunch of weirdos in chat rooms and these guys were like hey we're starting a fantasy college basketball league where you you do keepers and you keep your stats by hand and um it's going to be awesome if a guy leaves early for the nba you lose him and i was like i'm so in on this <laughs> and i did it and like i've just been a hardcore college basketball nerd and the other reason that i i kind of like recruiting like college basketball recruiting interests me on some level you know the great stories of um Danny Manning in the 80s going with uh you know his dad to Kansas and winning a title. Uh Danny and the Miracles with uh Larry Brown, Larry Next Town Brown. A- and this happens a lot. Um we just saw that with the kid Mobley, uh the USC stud. His brother goes there, uh his dad gets a job, he goes there and USC makes a deep run in the tournament. Like I, I- I'm interested in recruiting. There's a lot of chatter that a top 5 recruit is about to make his decision this week. And apparently, and again, I'm not gonna say the kid's name, but the rumor has it, he is potentially flipping from Duke because of this Coach K rumor to another blue blood. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe nothing happens, and everybody's like, Oh, you were way wrong. I am not I'm just saying this is what we've heard, folks. Um, I know the the awful announcings of the world love to say, You you can't just put stuff out there that you hear. Listen, it's a rumor, it's out there. Um I'm not the only one talking about this. Just say that. You look around the uh, internet, you will find some credible people who are uh, saying keep an eye on the situation in Durham. We'll see. Maybe Coach K does not retire and he makes one more run. Uh, You don't want to go out with the season he just had. You know, uh, his top recruit quitting in the middle of the season, um, you know, of of a COVID-infected season and and just completely bailing. Uh, You don't want that to be the last member of Coach K. I would love for him to get three five-star guys, and then he makes a run, and then goes out on top, John Elway style. That would be cool. But uh, uh, that's one of the big potential sports stories this week, as if there weren't enough. Um, You know, the other one, also, late Tuesday night, Kyrie Irving had just gone down with what looked like a facial injury of Vucicic, and I know I butchered his name, uh, of the Bulls, Goes up for a rebound. Kyrie, challenging for a rebound because he tries hard. uh, Takes like an elbow right in like the eye socket, nose area. And he was woozy, stayed down for a few minutes and left. They're saying it was not a concussion. He was clearly shaken up. Within an hour, the Nets reveal on Tuesday night. James Harden, game time decision for, for today's game against the San Antonio Spurs. So Harden's been out forever. And, you know, I know people were looking at the Nets' Um, you know, maybe falling to the three seed and having a tough first round matchup against Miami. Um, but it's looking increasingly like it's going to be a challenge for them if Harden and Kyrie are out. I'm hoping Harden plays. I haven't seen him play in forever. I'll just say this. We do pick up basketball games out here uh, in LA. We played last week and a similar play. An elbow comes down on a guy's face and, you know, he's covering his face, covered his face, and then he picks it up. And is you know, got blood all over his hands. And we're like, oh, that stinks. So we called the game. We just, I mean, it's like our fourth or fifth game. So, we're like, yeah, let, let, you know, what well, one injury? Let's just bail on that. Um, and, and, you know, hope Kyrie Irving is healthy. The NBA doesn't need any more injuries. Seriously. I mean, this is how bad it is, folks. We've got Oscar Robertson, the triple-double king, going on Rob G's radio show, The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio Tuesday, and saying that Russell Westbrook, yes, that Russell Westbrook, should be the MVP. This is exactly what Oscar Robertson said on The Odd Couple. You know, he's not even talked about as an MVP candidate anymore. That's a shame. That's a disgrace. He broke a record, and they don't even think about him. Russell Westbrook should win the MVP again. Now, I will say this about Oscar Robertson. Rob G., you know, producer to the stars— Got Oscar Robertson on my radio show a few years ago, and it was just—he's uh, willing to say very, very hot take action. He's willing to go there and just put his name out there. He doesn't care. Some of these older gentlemen, Bill Russell, uh, famously, these guys will just say whatever. They don't care. They've accomplished so much in basketball. Who gives a rip? They—they they will just say whatever's on their mind. I—I um, I, I mean, you know, I know Oscar Robertson is old. I'm not going to attack him here. Uh, I, I just want to kind of, kind of want to remind Oscar Robertson that the Wizards are thirty-two and thirty-seven, and tenth in the East. And you know Russell Westbrook, no doubt, has been tremendous helping them get back in the mix. He's shooting thirty-one percent on three-pointers, a career worst. Sixty-four percent on free throws. But he's trying really, really hard. as has 36 triple-doubles. Listen, that deserves props. He has been incredible. I'm not bashing him. And that's one of these problems. Like People hear e- even a little challenging of something, of someone. And it's an instant, well, why are you bashing him? There's no bashing at all. Russell Westbrook currently 45th in the league in player efficiency rating. Right behind former Laker Brandon Ingram. Right behind former Laker Julius Randle. Right, yeah, I had to needle you, Rob G. Behind the, the immortal Tobias Harris, the max player in Philly. Thaddeus Young. Yeah, he's having a really good season. He has a higher player efficiency rating than Russell Westbrook. And if you just want me, well, Jay, you're cherry-picking guys. Okay, you know what? I'll isolate point guards for you. How about that? That's the cool thing about these stats. You can isolate them. So among NBA point guards, Russell Westbrook is the ninth most efficient in the league this year. Drew Holiday is eighth. De'Aaron Fox seven. Chris Paul six. Trey Young. (laughs) Trey Young. Trigger Trey Young, fifth. Kyrie four. Luca three. Damian Lillard two. And um Rob, do you want to guess who is leading NBA point guards in player efficiency rating? Any wild guesses?
5: Just a guess? I would guess he's
3: he's shooting 42% on threes.
5: I would guess it's the guy who does shimmy and uh, mimics defecating on a basketball court afterwards. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Steph Curry, the
3: the Steph Curry slander must stop. It must. Um, uh, You've got to, you've got to just chill with it. Um, But uh, you know, I got, I I had to lead Rob into that just because, you know, again, I, I like to bring you guys inside the process. You know, we're texting about topics, about guest ideas, um, we do appreciate the insight. And by the way, uh, listen, I know that the, the, the Twitter is a cauldron of hate. There are some impressive comments on there, some guys who challenge me in a way I where it's not like, you're an idiot, bleep, 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 bleep. Like, that's not how you, you don't just go up to people and do that. Like, that's not society. Don't be that guy. For instance, I had no idea what a straight, lame was. And a guy sent it to my Instagram DMs and was like, here it is. I looked it up for you. And I was like, thank you. That's useful information. And I have a feeling that Rob, his hot take, I don't know, I I posted this on my Instagram stories. Who has had the better point guard career? Steve Nash? Two-time NBA MVP Steve Nash? Or Russell Westbrook? And I actually thought people would pick Russ. And it's funny. Remember, I said point guard. I didn't say player. Point guard. Steve Nash, 55% to 45, won. And, you know, you guys can diminish Steve Nash as much as you want and say, oh, well, he didn't deserve it over Shaq and blah, blah, blah. I just want to remind people, first team All-NBA, meaning, You were the best, one of the two best guards in the league. And he made that three times. Russell Westbrook has only made it twice. Yes, Russ is going to have him in the counting stats. Rebounds by a mile. Points for sure because he jacks a million shots. And shockingly, they're tied in assists per game for their career. Which is pretty impressive for Russ. He is a point guard. The problem is the question is point guard. And Steve Nash led Phoenix and to a lesser extent, Dallas, to some pretty impressive highs when he was in his prime. Russell Westbrook, since Kevin Durant departed, has won how many playoff series, Rob G? That would be zero, Bob. Okay. All right. Um, with all that being said, Rob G had texted me his Russ take, and I think you guys are going to like it because Rob, Rob's feeling empowered after the awesome Dame Lillard-Paul George idea um and R- 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 rob's feeling himself he's in his feelings he's got something hot for you take it away rob g
1: you put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive touring tires for commuter comfort performance tires for sporty handling all terrain tires for on and off road adventure go to tirerack.com to get started not sure where to begin Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
2: I thought in that moment Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is
0: Uncanny USA.
4: He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. (laughs) Listen
0: to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
4: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. (laughs)
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: First off, as relates to the Damian Lillard, Paul George thing, I also got some hate on that one as well. There was oh, a, good.
3: That, that means you're winning.
5: There was some incendiary tweets tweet sent my way telling me how dumb I was and I didn't deserve to talk about basketball.
3: So, Welcome thank, to the party, pal! Thank you, America. A.K.A. John McClain.
5: <laughs> well, it's not as bad as when Chris Broussard banned me from talking basketball on The Odd Couple one time for like a week.
3: Is that a real thing?
5: Yes, it was. Because I said oh. that I had Kobe ahead of Magic Johnson in the all-time list. So he banned me for, for five That's days from talking ban-able. basketball. That's
3: not a bannable offense. Look, so.
5: man, when you're when you're of a certain age, like uh, Chris Broussard is, you take offense of that kind of stuff. Oh, but um, the hot take that we've been marinating, well, I've been marinating on for about two days now, and I, and I wanted to do it on yesterday's pod, but I understood, you know, with the Tim Tebow news, unfortunately, we just had to push it off for another day. But I think that the buildup now, I think America's ready for it. I am saying with a straight face, with a clear conscience that Russell Westbrook's triple-double record and the fact that he has now four seasons of averaging a triple-double is more impressive on the court than anything Steph Curry has done in his career. Ooh. I don't think that's that hard of a take. I think that... um and again, we get into this all the time. If I if I say one thing is better than the other, then suddenly I'm just shitting all over the other thing, and that's not what I mean to do at all. Steph Curry is an all time great player. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter we've ever seen. However, I firmly believe that nobody is ever going to touch Russell Westbrook when it comes to these triple doubles in ever in NBA ever. history. Ever. Okay. All right. I think that when all said and done, he's probably gonna have upwards of
3: two hundred and fifty.
5: Oh, come on, he, only got, he has to do seventy more and he's averaging thirty to forty a season now. He he's also thirty-two and like breaking down. Okay. You think he's breaking down. This is a fun stat. Courtesy of uh Nick Wright from First Things First, by way of uh Chris Vernon from the ringer. Since the all star break, and again, Russell Westbrook is breaking down, allegedly. He has 456 assists, which is first in the NBA. Second place is Chris Paul. He's 160 behind. Russell Westbrook, since the All-Star break, has 455 rebounds, which again, leads the NBA. 45 more than the second place guy, which is Jonas Valanciunas. So if that's breaking down, then sign me up for that any day of the week.
3: By breaking down, I mean the injuries are mounting. There's a reason he's missed like what 15 games. He got like he was. I think in the he he didn't play early and the Wizards were terrible. Um, He needed that time off because I mean Russell Westbrook. I know when he's out there, he plays his butt off. But Rob, the pounding he's taken because he his style of play is Iverson like. Remember, Iverson fell off a cliff because his style is I'm going to attack the rim every time and I'm going to get hammered and I'm going to hit the deck. I'm going to come up and shoot free throws. And I can't shoot because, you know what, I've relied on my athleticism my entire life, and I never really developed a jump shot. And and as much as I like Allen Iverson, like, that's true. And all of a sudden, Allen Iverson, you know, couldn't really shoot, and next thing you know, he's on like three teams in a season, and then it's bing, bang, boom, it's over. The end will come swiftly. I will be shocked if uh, Westbrook has another 70 triple-doubles. You've even said multiple times on this pod that this is a historic outlier of an offensive season. I think, what, four of the top 10 all-time offensive seasons have happened this year? Oh, seven of the top eight. Seven of the top eight, okay. All that being said, I'm not even certain that he ends up his career as the triple-double leader because of two guys who are very young and posting insane triple-double numbers themselves. Uh, And before I even get to Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic, I just want to ask you, when you look at triple-doubles all time, what do they mean, Rob G? They mean
5: that you have dominated the game statistically more than anybody else on the floor. That you
3: were in more places being more active than anybody else on the floor. Okay. So um i look at the all-time triple double list um oscar robertson is the only guy well him and wilt from that era bob Cousy had a bunch too havlicek basically like 50 to 70 50 to 80 1950 to 1980 you know you but elgin ba- uh, baylor had a bunch okay then you look at the list as like magic point guard kid point guard lebron point forward larry bird oh james james harden what's he doing on that list Oh, he transitioned from shooting guard to point guard. Okay, got it. Um, And then comes Nikola Jokic, who's 26 years old and has 56. I'll finish that in a minute. But then I keep looking down the list. I'm like, hold up. Rajon Rondo has 32 triple doubles. Michael Jordan only had 28. Does that mean Rajon Rondo dominated the game on some level that maybe Jordan didn't? Draymond Green, 29 triple doubles. Michael Jordan, 28. I mean, Chris Webber had 21 triple-doubles. Kobe had 21. This one stunned me. I almost fell out of my chair. Alfred Payton, (laughs) former first-round pick of my Knicks, 17. Chris Paul, 16. Kevin Garnett, 16. Gary Payton, 15. David Robinson, Olajuwon, 14. Nikola Jokic has more triple-doubles this season than Robinson and Elijah Olajuwon had in their career. He may have more this season than Kevin Garnett had in his career. Charles Barkley had 20 in his career. Uh, I I mean, the triple-double numbers now are so inflated. Ben Simmons, by the way, has 32. Ben Simmons is about to crack the top 10 for triple-doubles sometime early next season. Now, uh, let me just bring up Jokic, and it's funny because I crunched the numbers. He's already ninth in the history of the NBA with triple-doubles, 15 this season in just 68 games. He's gone up a couple every year. If you say that he's going to get 15 a year, and that's conservative. He's got that 15 this year in 68 games. If he gets 15 a year for the next eight years, and he, he, for whatever reason, doesn't miss games, he's never hurt, That's going to take him right up to where, close to where Russell Westbrook is right now. And that's just being conservative. Jokic, eight more years. Okay? That'll put him within striking distance of Westbrook. I mean, Westbrook's still going to get some. So, Jokic won't catch him. But Jokic is probably headed toward number two all-time triple-doubles. Unless you factor in Luka Doncic, who Rob G is 22, led the league last year in triple-doubles with 17, in just 61 games, he's got 35 in his career. I think it's safe to assume Luca's probably going to get 20, probably going to get 20 a year, maybe 25. The way he plays, uh, would you agree? The ball's in his hands all the time. He rebounds like a, a madman. Yeah, Luke'll I would agree get with 20 that. His usage rate is incredible too. Yes, so he probably is going to catch Russ in a decade. Now we'll see how his body holds up. Uh... I don't know about that, but bottom line is like this idea that this record's never going to fall. I, I, I don't. know. I, it feels like balderdash to me. It feels like a bit of a hot take. Your response?
5: Well, it's not just the totality of the total number of of triple doubles, which, like I said, I think he's going to end up closer to two fifty. So,
3: whew, well, now, had, that would be difficult to catch for for he has, Jokic. He
5: has thirty
3: six this season. He does playing so, on a, a on on a team that plays no defense and all they do is just run up and down the court and score. Exactly. It's very strange. Is that style sustainable in the NBA? Do you think the NBA like is going to play more defense next year? Cause there's none being played this year. I think
5: you'll see a little bit of a regression to the mean. You'll see a little bit more defense next season. Mm-hmm. I think the compressed schedule had a lot to do with it. And that's why, you know, guys just want to get through these games because they have another one tomorrow night. So they're, they're less likely to grit and grind and play defense. So I think you'll see a little bit, not not much different, but you'll see a little bit different. Um, but it's it's not just the total of the triple doubles. It's the fact that he is going to have at a time when people thought it was unheard of to drive a average triple double. It hadn't been done in forty years. And he's done it now for the last five seasons. And I think that there's too many people who are basically just taking it for granted. And and this idea that all he's doing is stat padding, which in my opinion is one of the laziest things you can have, considering Whoa, wait, his team wins 75% of the games that he
3: does this. Okay. I think where people were questioning the stat padding, and I haven't heard that this year, I heard it more in the OKC days. And someone, I remember someone putting basically breaking down a film of where the other team would attempt a free throw and Russ would not be at the bottom, and he would say, I got this, and the other big guys would just let him get the rebound. And there is video footage of this. Now, this was back in his OKC days, right before Paul George got there. It was almost as if they were having him do this post-Durant to kind of get him a win, you know? I mean, like, I know that sounds disrespectful, but he kind of got dumped by Durant, Durant Bales, and he's stuck there holding the bag, not thrilled, Right? Uh, right. What can we do? Well, we could just get him to pad his stats and average a triple-double. And like that kind of masked the stench of the season that he had. And I don't. I, are you that impressed with triple-doubles, Rob G?
5: If it was that easy, everybody would do it. There's a reason why. I mean, granted, I totally disagree with Oscar Robertson saying he's the first MVP. Okay. But there is a reason why guys like him, guys like Magic Johnson guys like LeBron James have all come out and said how impressive this is. Because if it was that easy, you mean to tell me that there hasn't been enough multi-talented players in the NBA that could have challenged this record? There isn't another guy who could have one season even averaged a triple-double? And it hasn't happened, and it's probably not going to happen by anybody else. Because it takes a certain level of conditioning, number one, and number two, commitment to playing hard all the time. A lot of guys don't play that Exactly. You have load management. You have guys who are saving themselves for the postseason. And that's one thing with Russell Westbrook that I'm always going to respect, whether he flames out in the playoffs like he usually does, even though I will say that his playoff resume is better than some of the people that he gets mentioned alongside. Shout out to Chris Paul. Um, Oh.
3: (laughs) Well, Chris Paul's had the injuries. I just want to point out, I didn't notice this earlier. Triple-double list. Tell me what these top eight seven guys have in common except for Russell Westbrook Oscar Robertson Magic Johnson Jason Kidd LeBron Wilt Larry Bird Oh I was going to say their point guards but no But you had to it. put a ring on it to get your wife Okay they've all got titles except mm-hmm. for the guy who's number 1 And I, I I do find that a little bit odd I do I do find that a little odd I'm sorry I sound like a hater I know I should just stop yeah
5: as much as, I mean, you can critique Russell Westbrook in that regard all you want. It's a fair critique. However, there are a lot of very, very, very good players in basketball history who don't have championships. Karl Malone, Charles Barkley, John Stockton, who is arguably in the Mount Rushmore of NBA point guards.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, st- by the way, he leads all NBA point guards, I believe, in assists and steals. Yes. To me, that's more impressive than triple doubles. But see,
5: John two categories—that's both ends. John Stockton, his job on offense was to get the ball to Karl Malone, which is why Karl Malone is the all—is one of the all-time scoring leaders. Had he played longer, the way Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did, maybe he catches him. You know, and and I just feel like there's too—it's too easily dismissed what Russell Westbrook is doing, and. The fact that he's willing to play that hard and cares that much on a night-to-night basis is something that not enough people appreciate.
3: I think we appreciate it. I'm speaking with the royal we. Um, I think people appreciate it, but it's how do I how do I say this without coming off as a hater? Like, don't you think they would appreciate wins over triple doubles? Or but more wins, efficient wins shooting. So I would appreciate how about this. I would appreciate it more if Russell Westbrook said, "I know I have athletic ability, but you know what? I want to be a complete player. I want to develop a three-point shot. and I want to get in the lab and work on my shot so I have a reliable three-pointer. That's the one weakness in my game. And you'll see it in the postseason when they play in the play- in game. Teams will sag off Russ, they will go under screens and they will dare him to shoot because he can't. He's never worked on that. He's really good at rebounding. He's really good at passing. He's a great scorer, but he can't shoot the ball. And it's going to, I mean, and I feel bad, but like you want us to give all this props to him. I get it. Great. Wonderful. And guess what? The last memory we're going to have of him is in the play-in game shooting five for 21 and they lose by eight. I mean, unfortunately, isn't, I mean, I don't want to give Rob, your guy, Rob Parker, any credit here, but you know. (laughs) wins and losses kind of sort of matter. But wins and losses is so much of a
5: context thing. And I'm going to bring it full circle because I mentioned Steph Curry as him. I would say I I would take Russell Westbrook's triple-double feats as more impressive than anything that Steph has done. If you look at the context of what happened with Steph Curry, his first championship, they didn't face a single starting point guard on their way to the championship because everybody got hurt. He blows a 3-1 lead to LeBron and then has to call Kevin Durant to help even the score and tips the balance so much in his team's favor where it would have been a shocker if they lost or if they even got pushed to seven games like they did by Houston. People were more impressed that Houston pushed uh, Golden State to seven games than anything else that James Harden did in the Houston era. That's fair. And so that's how loaded those teams were.
1: Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: What's up? I'm John Wall.
2: And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year,
3: I would counter that you can play that game with almost anyone. You could do it with Kobe Bryant. What happened when Shaq left? I mean, the guy couldn't win anything. He could no, well, then the he,
5: he, he turned Pau Gasol, who had never won a playoff series, into a perennial. I All think Pau
3: Gasol, I mean, I'd have to look it up. Wasn't he a top five pick? I mean, wasn't he a 20 yeah, point Yeah, but score? being I a mean, top five pick doesn't really wasn't mean anything. All-star? Andrew Wiggins
5: was a number one overall pick.
3: Yeah, but I mean, Pau Gasol was like a, a international legend. The guy was a scoring machine. He was a great player. He's on some bad teams in Memphis. I mean, you could do this with Michael Jordan. And you could say, oh, yeah, Michael had to wait for Larry Bird to break his back, Isaiah and the Pistons to break down because they had gone to the finals three or four straight times, and then Magic gets HIV. And he wins the title over Magic, and then, you know, look, the, the, the sea opens up. Magic's gone. Bird's a wreck. And Isaiah shatters his Achilles, ruptures his Achilles, and is done at 32. And so Michael Jordan rolls, absolutely rolls through a depleted NBA. Like I, mean, you could play that card. You know, you could say Akeem Olajuwon only has the rings because Michael Jordan retired. You know, like you. Can, I feel like you can do this game: the Curry, the Jordan, Olajuwon. Uh, you could, to an extent, play that with almost. I mean, hell, you could do it with LeBron. You could do. I mean,
5: yeah, but you can you also know? you can also view it the other way. Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant James Harden made the finals I would say two or three years too early because they were such a young team and they ran into LeBron in the heat and just were overmatched Um, they had a series of injuries I think Russell Westbrook had his knee taken out by Pat Beverly Beverly, Uh, Kevin Durant breaks his foot and then when they finally have their best team that I think they'd ever had was when they blew the 3-1 lead to Golden State people forget that they were essentially playing three on five on offense because their other two uh, players they had on the court were like Kendrick Perkins Who, and Andre Roberson.
3: Roberson, Roberson right. Uh, um, and so
5: they were going the players, against right. a, a team that could score, that could fill it up. And it took a Clay Thompson legendary game six Clay. It became a, yeah. a, a trending topic because of what Clay Thompson did in that series. So all these different things matter. You can play it in a positive way and in a negative way. And I think that there's too much slant negatively towards what Russell Westbrook has accomplished.
3: I mean, we've even done it with the Denver Nuggets last year. Uh, again, guys, go look at Game 7 Jazz Nuggets. Mike Conley's three is halfway down and rolls out. And the Nuggets survived. They were down 3-1 in that series. The Nuggets were about to get just dusted. And they survive. And then they win the next round. And, they get to, and now it's like, oh, the Nuggets are amazing. Oh, okay. They got kind of lucky to get out. Let's see how they do this year. And then Jamal Murray goes down. And it's like, you know, the NBA is just absolutely bonkers. It really is. I mean, again, Chris Paul doesn't hurt the hammy. You know, they probably, Rob, and listen, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I might have told this story. So it was game, I think it was game five of, Warriors Rockets it was 2-2 and then it was in Houston and I was at a dinner on the beach uh, with the wife and then another couple and I kept checking the score on my phone and it's like the fourth quarter and I told the wife I was like I gotta go to the bathroom so yeah I go find a restaurant just park myself in front of the TV with my buddy and it's like down the stretch and I'm rooting openly rooting for the Warriors in this bar and I guess there were some Rockets fans and this guy, you know, i mean casual beach town talks was like kind of talking shit. I was like, "Warriors got this. The Rockets are choke artists." And Chris Paul hits a shot, does the shimmy, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh. Maybe the greatest team i've ever seen, better than any of those Jordan teams." Was going to lose. KD, Clay, Curry, Draymond, they were they were in trouble. And within a minute, after hitting that shot, I think it was literally like two minutes of time. Chris Paul pulls the hamstring. And it was like, oh, wow. And the Warriors got kind of lucky, right? Did they not? Yes, they did. I mean, if, and like, they win the, obviously, they win the next two games. I mean, game six is still, uh, was still okay. Game seven was awesome. Even without Chris Paul, they led it to half by double digits. The Rockets didn't. Warriors came back. But I mean, you could even play it forward. Somebody hit me with this earlier the, uh, the Kawhi injury in game one. You remember that? Yep. I think it was when... The the Zaza
5: Pachulia rule.
3: Yes. Now you have to give the the guy
5: space to land land on a jump shot.
3: The uh, Warriors only lost one playoff game, and it was to uh, LeBron and Kyrie when they made like... I'm not even kidding. I think it was like 29 three-pointers. It was like an NBA Finals record for threes in a game, and that was their only loss. I'll never forget because I had gone on Cowherd's show and said the, the Warriors will sweep... The Cavs, and everybody just keep murdering me, okay? Because the Cavs were awesome that year. Offensively, with Love, Kyrie, and LeBron, they were incredible. And Didn't they
5: come in only losing, like, two games themselves into the finals? They one did. Or two? They were awesome. Yeah.
3: Now, of course, the Warriors had to survive being down, like, 20 to the Spurs. Um, I'm sure you remember that game. It was, like, a Sunday afternoon. I think Mother's Day, maybe. And they're down, like, well, not Mother's Day, because it would have been, it eh, might have been Mother's Day. They're down, like, 20 going into the 4th. Kyrie uh oh, sorry, Kawhi Leonard gets knocked out by Zaza and the Warriors storm back and win and sweep them. But to fast forward to that NBA Finals, um Warriors win game 1, Warriors win game 2, and then in game 3, that's the game where the Warriors come down and Kevin Durant does like the what's it called? It's a rhythm dribble where you put it between your legs and you just pull up for a deep 3. And he just splashed it in LeBron's face. And it was like, oh, wow. And the Warriors win, and they go up 3 nothing. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, Jason called the sweep. Holy cow. And, like, all, I, I had so many, Rob, so weird, so many media requests. Even at three zero, And I was like, well, you know, it's not over. But, I mean, how could you up 3 nothing? Come on. This feels like a wrap. And, of course, you know, Warriors don't play defense in game four. And I look like a jackass. And uh Warriors end up winning um, – you know, in, in five. But, again, like, every team, every player to an extent gets a little lucky. I'll just say this. Rob, would you put Russell Westbrook first team All-NBA at guard after this triple-double season? No. So, and does he finish? Let me hear your MVP, valo- MVP ballot as of right now. Well, he's not on it, you know. because He's I not do- top five? No,
5: because I do value, you know, winning. So oh, I, oh,
3: oh, okay. But that's so that's two different discussions. That's now, two I know,
5: different you're discussions. Right, you're right, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it, it's just the totality totality of what he's doing, it can't be dismissed anymore. It can't be just viewed as something yeah, that it's an, yeah. it's, it, oh, it's cool, but it doesn't matter because it never rings. Like yeah. that's part of the reason why I believe so many people are turning away from the NBA. Why the ratings are down is because Sports media people, like you and me, and people on FS1, people on ESPN, have conditioned basketball fans that the only thing that matters is the ring. If you didn't get the championship, don't care about it. You're a bum.
3: You're a bum. Exactly. Jimmy Butler's career somehow took a hit because he didn't win the title. Exactly. So because of that, people
5: are less inclined to watch regular season basketball. Yes. They're less inclined to watch the early rounds of the playoffs, and- To be honest with you, they're less inclined to watch the NBA Finals because LeBron James is the only one who anyone cares about if he's in it or not.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's. um, listen, we could do another 30 minutes on this easily, but I was just skimming the triple-double list, and I thought you would find this interesting. So remember Lamar Odom with the Lakers? He was thought to be a triple-double machine, right? Three-tool player, assists, rebounds, points. For his career, he has 12 triple-doubles. Kevin Durant has 12. DeMontis Sabonis has 12 triple-doubles. I mean... He's a good passer, man. DeMontis Sabonis. On some level, you have to agree with me that the triple-double has kind of sort of been diminished by the way the the league is... I mean, if you want to say that Steph Curry's three-point numbers are a little fugazi because everybody shoots a million threes and who cares, then how are we not diminishing at all triple-doubles? Because everybody and their mom's getting them. I mean, Kyle Lowry has as many triple-doubles as Bill Russell. He has more triple-doubles than Scottie Pippen. That was mean, Ricky Rubio. Pitching. Ricky Rubio has seven triple-doubles. Okay? Pete Maravich had seven in his career. Pete Maravich is incredible talent. Amazing player. Bam Adebayo already has five. He's probably going to end up top 25 triple-doubles. Like, it's just, it's a weird era. And I'm not, again, I'm not diminishing, Russ. I'm just saying, like, I never thought, like, Oscar Robertson, like, I never thought more of him because he averaged a triple-double once. Did you? I mean, I think less of him, but I didn't think, like, oh, he averaged a triple-double. That makes him, like, a top-ten player all-time.
5: I feel like you had to think of him in a more positive light because, if again, if it was that easy, everybody would do it. He wouldn't be the only one who would never ever done it.
3: I don't have a career triple-double, and I've played a lot of past... I just don't get rebounds, you know? Like, Russell Westbrook, and again, I... No people who were on his high school basketball team who've known him. The guy's just always gone balls to the wall. Twenty, And I respect that totally. I play like that as a guard, but I mean, I guess I can't really say I do that because I don't go for rebounds. <laughs> I just I just don't. I will hustle my ass off. I will run up and down the court. I, I'm never going like to be half-assing it. That being said, I ain't going for rebounds. I'm not trying to get an elbow. I'm not trying to land on an ankle and turn. I had one high ankle sprain. Nobody cares about this. I had a high ankle sprain, and I was on crutches, and I was out of the mix for a month. And I was just like crestfallen. Like it. So I'm like, I don't need that, man. I'm getting old. Um. Anyways, all right, Rob G. We have uh, a big show tomorrow. Obviously, the NFL schedule release coming up tonight. I'm very fired up. Obviously, you know, the, the news was kind of out there last night. I'm not, you know, doing any spoilers for the NFL schedule. Um, but it sounds a lot like we are going to have many games before the schedule is actually released because reporters can't help themselves. Uh, people are po- fired up. You know, it's the NFL schedule. Uh, I've got a show tonight for Fox. We are doing, um, the schedule release in NFL over unders. Awesome gambling show. You guys should tune in. It's going to be fun. And, um, I'm sure uh, Rob G. and I are not done this. We agreed too much last week, Rob. So now this week, we're just disagreeing on everything, right? I think that's kind of how it goes.
5: Absolutely. Makes for a better show.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. We will talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. (laughs)
4: Zumo Play.